Welcome into the Sports Insanity Podcast. Let's go completely insane, peeps! going on sports fans good morning afternoon evening and welcome to the fourth inning of the 10th game of the sports insanity podcast i am bill corpus crispy murphy joined by joined by one of my right hand man my good friend mr danny boy reginald hey bill how's it going man it's going really good how about you I'm going. I'm doing fine. We both had some uh, fantastic Sundays uh, for us, uh, right? Yep. Both of our teams won yesterday. So. Can you believe that? And, and, and may I make this note? By the way, uh, no Patchman right now. He's having a power issue over in New York, so uh, we apologize that he won't be here. Oh no, he's coming in right now. Speak of the devil, and uh, he shall appear. Exactly. So uh, we uh. We'll get him as soon as we can, but make this note here, Bill. Four of the New York area teams won yesterday. Yeah, Yankees, Yankees won, Mets won, Mets won, the Giants won, and Jets won. won. So the the that is the first time in 13 years that has happened. Can you, you believe wanna, that? I can't believe that. But you want to know something um interesting, and I just thought of this because. Because I think of, you know, weird, random, useless crap that nobody else thinks about. Um, right. Because, you know, tying this in with the Monday night game that's coming up this week. Because, okay, next Monday is actually Rosh Hashanah. And there's been some controversy with the, because the Giants are playing the Cowboys. And the Tisch family, one of the families who own the Giants is Jewish. But tying into to what happened yesterday, that because I remember that that was actually on Rosh Hashanah, and the Yankees were supposed to play a Sunday night game against the Red Sox at eight o'clock, and the and the Jets were supposed to play a four o'clock game, but they moved, but they ended up moving all games to one o'clock to accommodate Rosh Hashanah. So. There's an interesting fact to impress your friends at parties with. And this has been Useless Crap with Bill. Or, as I say on my other podcast, this has been Random Facts with Bill. (laughs) Uh, New York area teams won yesterday. We are so excited. Uh, We'll get to that in a few. Uh, We'll talk about the Packers, and we'll talk about what what was a crazy Sunday, at least in the first half of the – of the swing and then of course later on Vegas did their own uh, little crap full of the, the <laughs> their version of what the Browns did pretty much uh, we'll get to all that and we start off with Trey Lance this poor soul and uh, of course and it serves this 49ers right um, 
but this poor soul hurt his ankle and just had surgery to repair, I believe, two injuries, and he is out for the season. Patchman. Yeah, you know, Trey Lance broke his ankle two plays into the game when the 49ers had the football, um, had surgery this Monday morning or this Monday afternoon, depending, you know, what time zone you were in and your time. Um, he had surgery to repair a fibula fracture and ligament um, disruption. Disruption or disruption. Mm-hmm. So that was the injury out for the season. Saving grace to this is Jimmy G. Mm-hmm. Pulling Jimmy G things. 13 of 21, 144 yards. 154, excuse me. Two touchdowns. He had one rushing, one receiving. Uh, not one receiving, one um, throwing. And who won the game? My ask. Um, the 49ers did what they always been doing against the Seahawks lately, and that's plain spoiler. So 49. And um, so I think anyone searching for a QB right now, um, you are SOL for the Jimmy G sweepstakes because yeah, so uh we apologize to the great city of Dallas. Uh you ain't getting Jimmy G this year. And uh, I apologize. I apologize to the New York Giants right now. Because you're not and getting. We accept that case. apology. <laughs> um, but no, look, it, like I said, serves the 49ers, right? That they were to start. And look, no disrespect to Trey Lance. I'm sure he is a very good quarterback that will be a great addition to any team. But you have Jimmy Garoppolo already on your team. And the guy took you to a Super Bowl. Like, you don't necessarily have to pay him the big bucks if he hasn't really earned it, but he's your starter and should have been from the get-go. So I'm happy that Jimmy G did his job, proved everyone wrong, and now the 49ers can move on and focus on building a team with Jimmy Garoppolo. And anything else would be a disaster for the, for the 49ers franchise. Uh, of course, like I said, I feel horrible for Trey Lance. He'll hopefully he gets back on his feet by next season. And let's be honest, if Jimmy Garoppolo has a good season, there's no room for him. They're going to have to trade him. Exactly. Agreed, you know. Because <laughs> if he succeeds this year, it's going to be you're going to have to pay the man. Mm-hmm. And the 49ers, I think, don't want to do that with Jimmy G. They want to ship him and focus on the uh, – new regime of Trey Lance. And unfortunately we're on hold this year because of a, just a bang, bang play that happened with Trey Lance. And unfortunately it cost him the season. And Trey, unfortunately is going to have to wait, but again, we all here at SIP wish him the best. Mm. All of SIN wishes him the best. All of us here at SIN, we wish him the best and we hope he, we hope, for a speedy recovery, and he's on the field next season. Sorry, look, sorry, watching football at the same time. <laughs> the, it's the called post- multitasking, Pat. Yeah, 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 it's called poor, multitasking. Yeah, I'm wanna... thinking. I'm thinking about poor Moser right now because one, the game what? is tied. Where and... is? No, hang on, no, I'm going to vent off. Continue. Uh, what's, <laughs> why do you feel bad for our good friend Nate Moser? Well, because the, one, the game is tied, or uh, hopefully, if Tyler Bass makes this field goal, 
Um, that sorry, had, was yelling to my mother because mom's watching the Bills right now for Mama. Mama Patch yeah. go Bills. Uh, yeah. Uh, so where was the uh, false start on that? Yeah, I, 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 these refs are terrible. But not only is this game close, because I believe the the Bills are about to hit a field goal here, and they crossed. they do. Um, so the Bills have the lead. So not only is this game close, but this poor guy, you know, is so excited about you know home opener in Buffalo and everything, and the poor man gets sick over gas station food. <laughs> Gas station what? He had gas station food. He when we went to a Sheets. It's one of those gas stations that they have in like the eastern United States. Sheets, uh, yeah. sheets is so Sheets is so good too. Sheets, sheets is amazing. Out. Anyone uh, not sponsored, but anyone who wants to go to Sheets, please go. Please, please go. go. It's they, an experience. They, it's an experience. Also, not a sponsor. If you get a chance to go to a Wawa, okay. Wawa is good. Too. Wawa is great too. I love Wawa. Wawa's good too. Great yeah. chicken. Chicken cheddar cheese quesadilla. Oh, Ooh. Uh. okay. That's one. I gotta go to Wawa now, don't I? Yeah, but gotta this... go to Wawa and Sheets. Yeah, well, but this... where are their sheets? Are there? Where are there? Where are they usually? Sheets, sheets is it's East Coast and then Pennsylvania, Maryland, I yeah. believe DC. Yeah, Ohio. we have in Virginia. It's it, it's across. You know, this guy got sick on their food. Like that's kind of not the best selling point. <laughs> he went to a, well, uh, I unfortunately, mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Daniel. I, I, I don't know because I feel fine, so you know, maybe you just okay. If Reg feels fine, yeah, so then, then that is then that is a comfort, yeah. So because you, you feel I, good, Reg. So yeah, I, I'm all good. I trust so you, Reg. I trust you. I, I wonder if if somebody didn't agree with his stomach. So, uh, yeah, we, yeah, but but by the way, Nate, I hope you feel much better. I had to take care of him today, and it was uh pretty rough to watch him. But poor uh, Moser. Yeah, I I took care of him, as any noble man friend would do, and um, Reg, you the real MVP. <laughs> hell yeah, and it, uh, we, and Nathan Mo. And Nathan Moser, if you're listening, you owe Dan something pretty special. Uh, no, he, he's he's helped me way too much. He owes me nothing oh, well. actually. Uh, okay, then then you know what? All debts aside, you guys are even now. Yeah, exactly. You're even. Uh, we we wish you the best. You're even. But, and, but, but, but I drank to that. Drank a lot of Gatorade today. Yeah, I mean, what kind of Gatorade? I don't know. Not sponsored. Red. <laughs> not sponsored. You're right. Not, so not sponsored. <laughs> so. Um, moving forward, uh, we also had an injury to Justin Herbert. He has a fractured rib. That poor thing. Yep. Uh, it, it happened yeah. on Thursday, um, during the Chiefs game. He got hit like late in the game, or some somehow some point in the game, he got hit really bad hit too. Um, and it, it was a fractured rib. Chargers downplayed it. Didn't understand why. Like you know, you, your fans deserve the truth. You're not hiding anything. Yeah, fractured rib cartilage to be exact. Cartilage, yes. Yeah. So so he's on day to day. He's questionable for Sunday. He's questionable for practice this week, too. Yeah. So yeah, but the truth yeah, is saying that's actually a good thing because it didn't hit the bone or something. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I just understand what you know, we, we talked about it on Friday's SIP to close out the third inning, and then we talked about it on um Sunday sideline report. I think I think Mark and um Rifkin covered it a little bit just with Herbert. You know, it's situation now. Why didn't they just take him out and see what the severity was before, you know, putting him back in and 
risking me um, risk taking the risk of another sack happening and then him getting drilled to the ground again. You could have that could have actually broken ribs. Right. Oh, absolutely. So, so we'll we'll see what's going on with the Chargers and Herbert. We should know more this week, and if we get an answer, one of us will hopefully cover it and get the news to you. If not, we will save it for Friday's SIP, or yeah, and, it'll be covered, or 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 it'll be covered on Thursday during our live yeah, show of the Thursday night game, yeah, or or even 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 before that, we have Wishbone Shotgun. Uh, they'll certainly talk about it more. And uh, all the other big time injuries going on across the NFL. All right. Second in the NFL, before we get to some games, Mike Evans is suspended for one game mm-hmm. without pay after the Sunday altercation with Marshawn Lattimore. And it seems these two have been in ruffles with each other over the last few years because, you know, they, they kind of don't like each other on the football field. No. There was an incident. Yeah. There was an incident a couple years ago where Evans just kind of yeeted Lattimore to the side and Lattimore got revenge on Evans. And then again, this Sunday, Evans just kind of just went full on push to the ground and tippers flared. For lack of a better term. Well, I mean, Lattimore, you know, he was arguing with Brady and the rest of that Bucks team, you know, before getting absolutely crushed by Mike Evans there. And um obviously the, the situation was not good for either side there. Um but what the hell is Mike Evans doing? Like, come on. You, yeah. You're the, you're the top receiver for Tom Brady for crying out loud. Yeah, and Brady's and, calling the suspension and, was ridiculous. And, 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 uh, uh, of course, you know that this goes along with what the brand is with the Bucks now. They're undisciplined. They don't care. They're winning games, which mm. is obviously the big thing for Tom Brady's winning. But the fact of the matter is, you know, right now, like this is not a Bucks team that seems to be in line with the Brady brand. Usually, Tom Brady's teams they don't do stuff like this. They don't go ape shit like that. So it was it was very very shocking that Tom Brady didn't put it in his place. Didn't make any sense. You know, you're, you're supposed yeah. to be the leader of that team, big time quarterback. Yeah. So for just to we're gonna quote a few things right here. Um, the two rules that Evans violated are Rule 13, Section 2, Article 8G, mm-hmm. prohibits open quote unnecessary running diving into cutting or throwing the body against or 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 on a player who is out of the play or should have reasonably anticipated such contact by an opponent before or or after the ball is dead close quote and then the other rule is rule 12 section 3 article 1 prohibits any act that is open quote contrary to the generally understood principles of sportsmanship close quote so, so those are the so those are the two rules that are violate that Mike Evans violate, and also the vice pre um, the vice president of football operations John Ryan sent the letter out to Evans. I can read that quote if you guys want, or Dan, you can do your take. Uh, you can read read it. Okay, so open quote: After a play had ended, you were walking towards your sidelines when you noticed your teammates engaged in a confrontation 
with Saints player uh, with Saints players. You ran towards the area on the field and voluntarily threw your body into and shook an unsuspecting opponent who was part of the confrontation. You knocked your opponent to the ground and a melee ensued involving players from both teams. Your uh, aggressive conduct could have caused serious injury to your opponent and clearly does not reflect the high standards of high standards of sportsmanship expected of a professional close quote that once again comes from nfl vice president of football operations john runyon so uh, in, in short terms unnecessary roughness and unsportsmanlike conduct yes that's what that's what got mike Evans. and again like i said it's not anything no no team that tom brady has ever been on ever does stuff like this and it really started like maybe last year with the whole Antonio Brown thing and all the outside nonsense that was just going on. It, it just, it's not something that happens. And I, I if this is the culture that's going to be with the Bucks, that's a problem. That's yeah, and a problem. then I'm concerned about with Todd Bowles. Yeah, that, that, culture exactly. Continues, because, because, you know, should he Todd, continue to coach? I, I, I have no idea. You know, what was so weird. Bruce Arians was on the sideline. I don't know if you noticed this. Bruce Arians was on the sidelines with the Bucks team, which is like really out of the blue. Like, what are you doing on the sidelines like that? You know, just what are you helping out with? Like, why are you there? So, I I don't know. This Bucks team seems a little weird. It's something's something's off, and we don't know. That's what I'm trying to get at. I don't know if I'm overreacting, overthinking it. But that's just what I'm seeing so far. Yeah, this yeah, this team just seems weird. But you know, also it's a new coach. They're probably just adjusting the things, but still. Well, what's there to adjust? The Todd Bowles has been there for a but while now. Saw, but like I said, what you saw yesterday, um what we saw yesterday, that's a sign. Like, should we just brush it off as okay it happens? Well, or no, oh, we crap, shouldn't brush it. we shouldn't brush it off, but you know, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but at the same time, we don't want to brush it off because it does seem like a serious issue. That if yeah. your if your team is willing to make these unnecessary actions and that can suspend you, you know, the luckily Mike Evans just got a game, but this could have easily been four games if he got seriously hurt, uh, Lattimore. I agree with you. You know, unfortunately, it, it it's the it was the heat of the moment, and then you know tempers flared, and you know sometimes your emotions get the better of you, and you act out. And unfortunately, Evans has to reap the consequences. I don't 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 appeal; just accept the fate because take you know doing game, that, you know, take, take punishment take, like a man. Take, and take, just... take the one game. It, it's early in the season. It's th- you're three games in. You're going to miss a game against the Packers. Ooh, you're going to probably win that game anyway. And let's be real. It, it had nothing to do with him anyway. So it, no, yeah. stop it. It had nothing to do with you. You, yeah. you don't, we understand, we, we, we understand you don't like Lattimore, but you know, yeah, and, don't and, be stupid. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And of course, next time, if you want to send a message, get in someone's face. You know, that's all you got to do. And you know what? There's something important we got to talk about with that Tampa game. We got to talk about Brady for something because he got to do a fight. That has been seen. And no, no, I'm not talking about his problems with Giselle. 
I'm talking about the iPad. Did you guys see that? <laughs> I'm talking about the, the, the poor iPad. Like, just uh, threw it. And I'm like... It reminds you of Odell and the kicking net. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's like, poor Tom. What he's going through with Giselle, which Dude. I made a blog post. It should be and, up in a... It should be up soon. And, um, yeah. And... and, and, and <laughs> Are and you the seeing, iPad, this poor guy, you know, are, are you seeing, are you seeing this crap now that Tom Brady is taking a Wednesday off every week? I as a saw rest that day? Today. What Wednesday? Something, something is not right with Brady. Something's not right. And you know what? I kind of agree with Giselle. No, I do tired. too. And I'm not tired, dude. What do you got? Well, you have no- you have nothing else to prove. Clearly, he doesn't want to be there. You want to know it's something? Obvious. I I said this in my vlog, but you know what? I'm going to say this, dude. Just hang it up. Like, yeah. like, like what you just said. What more do you have to prove? You have seven Super Bowl rings. Was it four or five Super Bowl MVPs? Yeah. You you beat every single NFL team. You're a 15 time Pro Bowler. Buddy, what else do you have to prove? Like, just, I think and he's got a podcast a, now too. Pat, and, Pat, yeah, Pat, our competition is now Tom Brady. Um, uh, oh no, no, I think our I think our thing is we need to get Tom Brady here so we can make this the TB12 Insanity Network. Oh that, God, no! That, that is not happening. Hell no! Oh, oh man, you guys over, are not fun. O- over my dead body. Mine too. Fine. We'll just have Tom Brady on. He can be the okay, big sponsor. Uh, we will be asking. Fine. Oh, fine. Oh, fine. Uh, wait, wait a second. You mean to tell me that if Tom Brady becomes a sponsor, that I have to kneel down before his knees and go all hail Tom Brady? I'm not saying that. I'm life? just. I'm. I'm. I'm just saying we just got to promote the team. The Tom Brady 12 brand, and that and, and that's a simple plug somewhere well, in the show. Where well, we just what if, I'm what not if, wearing a Patriots Brady jersey, I'll wear a Bucks jersey, but I will not wear a Patriots. We're not saying, Bill, I'm not saying you have to wear a Patriots jersey, it's TB12 brand, it's not gonna okay. be a Patriots logo, and it says Bill Murphy, I love you. <laughs> no, but uh, it, I, I might say maybe Brady has two more accomplishments he if, if if he can do it what i would maybe say join be the only one in the 700 club and join the ninety thousand dollars ninety thousand dollars ninety thousand passing yard club no ninety thousand dollars is like pocket change to him doesn't he already he have the, doesn't he already have the most touchdowns like in he does like come on now we don't need that he doesn't he doesn't need it the immortal one needs to just retire. He just really does. Yeah. No, he should have retired. He should have stayed retired. Excuse me. And that's that. And you know, because like I said, when you said, dude, I'm with you. I want, I'm with Giselle on this one. Yeah. A hundred percent. She wants I her play husband. Switch. I play Switzerland. I play neutral. Tom Brady wants Wednesdays off. He can enjoy hump day for all I care. When That's just such a weird day to have off Wednesday. No, no. It, Dude, if you're not going to be there all week to practice with your team, then even though it's working so far, like how, how is that going to work? It's not. Oh, no. What do you think he does? What do you think he's going to do on his Wednesdays off? Uh, yeah. It's hump day for him. Think about it. <laughs> hump day! Hump day! Yeah, yeah. 
I know, 2013 so, call. They just they want their commercial back, but <laughs> that is one of the greatest commercials ever made. Um, uh, but anyway, um, but yeah, uh, Tom, uh, enjoy your Wednesdays off, I guess. But you know what? Yeah. What if the Bucks have a Thursday night game? Any? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so uh, a weird bird. He really is. Yeah. Uh, my my Mike Evans suspended a game for his dumbass. Hit on uh, Lattimore. Now to some real stuff. Yeah, let's go. What? What? Hey, let's you know kick what it. I'm talking about. I know what you're you know, talking about. We're, you know what we'll, I'm talking we'll, about. We'll kick off with you. The New York Jets. A J E T S. Jets. 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 Get, get it right, Patch. Sorry. I'm Jets, excited. Jets, Jets. I'm excited for you too because you know, as the man of the, uh, as I run the Twitter on Sundays, we'll throw the sorry Ford. Sorry Ford was in distraught, mm-hmm. and as soon as I got that video, I know the Jets scored a touchdown and got the onside recover, so that made for the perfect tweet of sorry Ford before the Jets touchdown and onside recover. And by the way, today's Eric Ford's birthday, too. So Yeah, happy birthday, Eric Ford. Happy birthday, buddy. Victory Monday. Victory happy Monday birthday. and a birthday. That, that, that's great, man. That's great. Yeah. So the Jets gave you an early birthday gift. The Jets erased a 14-point deficit. Come, well, not 14 points. They scored 14 unanswered to come back and beat right. the Browns. The Browns did the most Brown thing ever, it seemed. Yeah, you, you, you lose a two score lead by, you know, with under two minutes to go in the game. You mean tell me that the Jets, the absolutely disgraceful, awful, terrible, horrible New York Jets actually did the unthinkable and erased a two score deficit with under two minutes to go in a game. Patchman, Bill, yes. the Jets never do this. That's why I'm so excited today because this I, is something I, that I'd the be Jets. I'm excited if I was you too. Buddy. I this say this is I not wouldn't... something that I'm used to. I'm not used to the Jets actually not giving up on a game. Usually, when that happens, the Jets punt. It's over. They give up. They and Reg goes into his death. corner and cries. Yeah, exactly. The, the Jets actually never gave up. Robert Sala believed from start to finish that they were going to win this game. So they found a way to win. Isn't that amazing? That's that, awesome. And, and look, I, I don't know what this will translate to. The Jets could be an absolute disaster against Cincinnati in week three. They could end up going 2-15. and 15. They could end up, this could be the only win of the season. But that showed me something. That showed me that they're in it to win it. Jets now, have guts. Now the the hope is that this culture continues to grow, and that we have more wins. Not necessarily like this, but wins that are much easier to get get by. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. I know what you're saying. So, uh, this is a great great thing for the New York Jets. I'm so happy for them. The fan base is everyone's throw for the fan base. And you know, just just God bless Robert Sala. And let me tell you, man, those, those receipts comments, 
That pissed me off earlier that week. But the team came up and they played for you. So I'm I'm happy for the team. I really am happy to be a Jet fan. It is a great day to be a New York Jets fan. Let's go, I'm Jets. Happy for, I'm happy for Joe Flacco as well. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm happy too. Now, again, Flacco, I'm happy for Flacco. They, they protected him better throughout the game. Uh, just just uh, going over a second, uh, Garrett Wilson, who had the game-winning touchdown catch, he actually scored two touchdowns, which was uh, – and he looked unbelievable uh, at wide receiver yesterday. So, uh, And have you noticed that so far the, the people making the big plays is the younger kids? It's the rookies. It's the young guys, the second-year guys too. So this is about the future. So for a little bit, the Jets have hope. And it's so, amazing. It's an amazing feeling. So you'll take this. So you're going to take this win for one week and just like, you know what? I feel good this no, 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 no. week. I, I don't want this to be. I mean, look, it, it's no, probably no, going to. In context. It, 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 it's probably going to be. It, my prediction is this is probably going to be a one week thing, maybe two week thing. if Because Cincinnati's 0-2. So we definitely have a chance to beat them. But for right now. We can dream a little. Well, what what can this team look like against the Bengals, against the Steelers? The games that we thought was going to be hard now may actually much, be much easier because we know we have weapons. We can dream a little bit. Now, of course, this is with Joe Flacco. I want to dream what it will be like with Sir Zach Wilson when he comes back from injury. That's going to be uh, something that has to be seen later down the road, and I can't wait for that to throw all that to play out. Um, it's exciting. It really is exciting. Staying in New York, though, the G-Men, Bill, on a home new, opener. The New York football giants are 2-0, and oh, baby. We're 2-0. Oh. The Giants. Barely. Barely. They're still 2-0. We're still 2-0. I know they're still 2-0. They're still 2-0, but they're barely 2-0. But it works. But it works right now. Yeah. So I just want to first say, um, you know, not only did I see the game, I was actually at the game yesterday. Yeah, Yeah, you got got some nice little seats on the upper deck. Red saw saw my Facebook page. Um, No. Yeah, I had a yeah, I was with my brother. Shout out to my brother Dan. And I was with a couple of his buddies. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know what? I'm gonna be honest about the game. I had fun. I was glad I was there, but I'll be honest. The game for a win, it was such a mixed bag, in all honesty. It was such a mixed bag. Shout out to my good friend JT Mahoney, shameless plug for our podcast on Wednesday nights. But anyway, um, it was such a mixed bag. Like, I think Daniel Jones was, and when we were talking about this before we started recording, I said serviceable, and Reg, you said that's way too, you said that's being way too generous, calling him yeah. serviceable. Yeah. Look, Daniel Jones didn't have a, it's another one of those days where he didn't have a bad game, but he didn't have a great game. And honestly, like, because this is not the only time that he's been 
iffiest quarterback. Even during the Tennessee game, there were times where Daniel Jones made critical mistakes that you cannot make. Especially, oh, especially in this stage of your career. So, yeah. Now, of course, the Giants are 2-0, so they, they don't care right now. But down the road, like, Daniel Jones, these are things that he has to clean up, like, soon. Oh, I agree. If the Giants want to even entertain the idea of bringing back. Keeping him next year. So, and look, I know, I know Dable's the type of coach that he, he seems like he's giving him a true chance, which is something I appreciate out of Brian Dable. Brian Dable. I I like that too, actually. Brian Dable could, could have easily put in a third stringer or put in his worst players or, you know, whatever. Tank the season, though he's not really tanking. But you know what I mean. He could have easily been like, well, let's see how it works out, but I'm not going to be too serious. You know what? Here's the thing, and I've been saying this, and, Mm -hmm. you know, people have, and we've had this conversation before here on the podcast, um, how Dable molded Josh Allen in Buffalo. And we've had this conversation before, and I'm giving you all the short version so we don't have to relive this conversation. Right. Be like, Well, Josh Allen's a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. Listen, I'm not going to argue with you on that point. I'm not going to argue with you. Yes, I would rather have Josh Allen than Daniel Jones. But the thing is, when I said that maybe Brian Dable could mold Daniel Jones, is Daniel Jones going to be the next Josh Allen? Probably not. But you never know. But But here's the thing. Um, I think Dable can give Jones a chance and can, well, what we saw last week in Tennessee, how he was, when, did you see like last week when he was yelling at him and, and then he came out and did well, I'm like thinking that's what we need. We don't need this Joe judge, you know, our Mr. Tough guy, my way or the highway, basically, you know, Mr. You know, basically Mr. Belichick wannabe. We, Someone like Dable is someone who can be firm when he has to be, but someone who can also be, I don't want to say soft, but someone who can be, guys, help me out here. Someone who can be. Well, it's someone that can hold their team accountable. Exactly. That's what that, I was trying to that's, say. That's someone the who thing. Can hold is their that, team accountable, but someone and, who's and, not always, you know, trying well, to be. Yeah, and, and the Giants don't need tough guys right now. They just need someone that's assertive. They need I think someone... Dable is that perfect balance between yeah. being Mr. Tough Guy, but also because, like, here's the thing, and I've, and I've always said this about NFL coaches. If you're someone who's – you need someone who can be a hard ass when they need to be a hard ass, mm-hmm. but someone who can be – I don't want to – for lack of a better term, someone who can be friendly, if that makes sense. Someone who yeah, doesn't have someone who can be the guy who can connect with the players. And so far he has done that. You know, Daniel that's Jones. That's what I really like about Brian Dable. Yeah, Daniel Jones has numerous times have you know tried to get in contact with Daniel Jones. You know, Brian Dable. So like he, he he's he's doing his job. As like head said, coach. that perfect balance. And, you know? but yeah, what I was saying yesterday though is, yeah, but the Giants only scored one touchdown yesterday. I think only the Panthers only scored one touchdown too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a, 
it was one of those field goal. Uh, Graham Gano, baby, MVP. Which is fine, but you know you got to score touchdowns. Now, like I'll be honest, so in that, the second so half that, of the game, I was kind of and not the second half, the second quarter, second quarter, I was kind of spacing out. I'm like thinking, okay, this game's going a little slow. Yeah, it, it, it it's a dud. Like you you need to score touchdowns in this league. You're like, did you so, see what um what um our good friend um Mark Old Ops guy Halpern texted in the um group chat like at, at the at the half he goes. This game is so boring. People should be getting premiums on their should be getting premiums on their cable bills. Um, <laughs> and I texted, "I'm here." <laughs> um, but yeah, but um, I will say about Daniel Jones though that the towards the end when he had those three first down passes in a row, and then when he like to basically put a knot on to put a bow on that game when he made that run for the first down. Well done, Daniel. Well done. Like, and again, this is like what I'm liking seeing with Daniel Jones and and Brian Dable. Daniel Jones is finally growing cojones. This whole offense is finally growing cojones. Yeah, good line, good protection. Saquon Barkley, 21 carries, 72 yards. Um, yeah, they did. They did contain him yesterday. The Panthers yeah, defense. Yeah, they but, did contain him. So yeah, I'll but, give them a hat tip for that. Yeah, and of course, you know Saquon, it, he still has a lot to go, but yeah, it, it's good that he's getting a lot of reps and hasn't gotten injured so far. So that's a Not huge, huge, huge plus. Yes, uh, Rich, Richie James had a good receiving day, five of fifty-one, average of ten yards. Yeah, he uh, did play good yesterday, Richie James. Yep. Um, the I mean, the the Giants did their job. They did their job on defense, holding the Panthers to sixteen points. That's actually very good. Um, and defense played really well yeah. yesterday. Did you yeah. see going back mm-hmm. to the beginning of the the kickoff yesterday? Right, fumble. Mm-hmm. Me, my my brother, his friends who were with us. We will accept one of them. I just want to give a shout out to our friend Muhammad, who is actually a Panthers fan, and he was with us. So, mm. <laughs> sorry, buddy. Sorry, buddy. Uh, sorry, I not hope sorry. You still had fun anyway. I'm um, sorry, not sorry, but nah, he's a good guy. He really is. I- I'm anyway. sure he is. But anyway, um, but anyway, the fumble was <laughs> like. But my problem is they couldn't produce off the fumble. They just had to settle for the field yeah, goal. Yeah, and, and again, these are the things that we nitpick about the Giants that they could be better at. You know, when you have a fumble recovery, or when you get an interception, when you get the ball and you're trying to get that momentum, how do you take that momentum and just beef it up? And listen, Giant fans, I know what you're probably all thinking while listening to this. Oh my God, can you just enjoy the freaking win? Oh my God, you're so cynical. And I'm like, okay, I'm not cynical. I love the Giants. Like these two will tell you, I love the Giants. Mm -hmm. But part of loving is I want my team to be better. Right. You know, if there are any parents out there listening, when you get tough on your kids sometimes, it's because you want your kids to do better in school or sports or whatever. That's like how I am with the Giants. I want, I'm tough on them because I want them to do better. And you, and look, as a, as a Giants fan, though, be, be real. You have a right to feel that way because they've been I awful. Do. They've been awful. 
And you know what? Like I said, I we're the seeds are starting to grow a little bit. They're planted. Mm-hmm. And you know, again, like I said, and I know it sounds like a broken record right now, but I like what I'm seeing with Dable. I like, I love what I'm seeing with Saquon. You guys all know I love Saquon. Mm-hmm. Like, I well, like what healthy. I'm seeing. Yesterday was not abysmal, but not like he was in Tennessee. But like I said, the Panthers defense, I'll give them a hat tip. They contained him well yesterday. Yeah. And that was like their biggest thing. You got to contain him. And shout out to Bellinger for the touchdown, by the way. The only touchdown from the Giants yesterday. But um, yeah. but that's the but yeah, um, I want the Giants to do well. I want the Giants to do better. And 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 that's and guys, that's why I'm tough on the Giants when I talk about them, even when they win. I'm not gonna sit here and just throw my hands and say, okay, they won. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend everything is hunky dory and perfect. No. I'll praise them for what they do, but I will criticize them for what they do wrong. And that is what being a fan should be. Rooting for your team and holding them accountable. So the Giants go to two now. And I just want to say something to you, Dan, real quick. Two things. One, Dan, I think you'll appreciate this. When I was walking out of the game yesterday, like the TVs in MetLife, they had the Jet game on. Giant mm-hmm. fans were actually cheering when the Jets won. Well, I mean, uh, we're you know New what? York, so, so the so, Jets, Giants. It's not really a rivalry. It's more I like mean, we 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 don't face each other that much to be a rivalry. So I would say it's more like a sibling rivalry. You know what yeah, I mean? It, yeah, yeah. Of course, the Giants are always the big brother. They were there first as the premier NFL franchise. That's fine. Look, I, I appreciate all the love. I, I really do. I really yeah. do. So, yeah, that's all it is. Before we move on, because I'm sure the Pashman wants to talk about his backers. Um, mm-hmm. I, can I actually, when I was getting on the train leaving the stadium yesterday, I met this couple. Get this, guys. And get, get this. They, they live in Austin, Texas. And they fly to New York to attend every Giants home game. Must be a retired couple. Yeah, they, they were older. Like first, I have to like I said, I gotta shake your hand for that one. Like that's dedication. That is dedication. <laughs> Why in every Giants home? Like think about yesterday home game. They they're gonna fly back probably for Monday night. That guys, that's freaking dedication right there. That now that's what a true fan is. Big time dedication for sure. Good for them. Like, I, I, I'm sorry to get you guys names, but good for you guys. <laughs> Sorry, I had to be on my soapbox for the last few minutes, but it's all good. What a game in Baltimore. Yeah, how about this? Shout out to Mike Rifkin. I'm sure he's happy yes from okay. yesterday. There you go. Shout out to him. Yeah, um, he was totally happy for sure. Yeah. How about Tua Tunga by Loa yesterday? Six touchdowns. And come from, yards. And a come from behind victory for the Miami Dolphins over the Baltimore Ravens. And a, a game where the Ravens were up three touchdowns, Bill. Understand it. I, mean, I was watching this game. The Ravens were up three touchdowns. And it seemed like the Ravens were pretty much on their way to win. The defense for the Ravens absolutely 
crumbled at the it end. It did. It just fell it was, apart yesterday. It was a disaster, Bill. It was a disaster to watch for the Ravens. I mean, after a week where they beat the crummy New York Jets, and they seem like they're about to run away with it against the Dolphins, and that's not happening. And let me just say this. You know, we all we all had some doubts about Tua Tungo Bailoa. I think it's time that we put some respect in his name a little bit more. Oh, um, I absolutely agree. And it, it I I think we have we, we haven't given him much credit. We he deserves a lot of credit because it was his play at quarterback that helped get the Dolphins back on track in that game, and they ended up winning. Like I said, six touchdowns, almost 470 yards passing. Just incredible stuff. Uh, Tyreek Hill was involved. Gusecki was involved. Waddle was involved. Miami defense coming up big late in the game. Uh, Overall, it was a high-scoring game, so defense was pretty much non-existent. But the fact that the Dolphins were able to stay in it uh, pretty much throughout the uh, tail end of the third quarter and, of course, all the fourth quarter. The um, fact that they were able to stay in it, it's a very, very impressive impressive comeback victory um, for Miami and uh, an absolute disgrace for Baltimore. Yeah, it really is. But Lamar didn't do t- terrible yesterday. No, he actually had a big day, but it was spoiled because the Ravens lost. I'll tell you, you know, you know who this game was good for? Me. Because in one of my fantasy leagues, I have both Lamar Jackson and Tyreek Hill. So <laughs> yeah, it's, it, that, that, that's pretty dope. Yesterday uh, was a good day for Bill. <laughs> in not our fantasy league, in actually the one I'm in with my brother. So good day for me. Yeah. yeah. So 28 fourth quarter points uh, by the, the Dolphins. Um, by the way, and by and can we talk about because I know the Ravens are a very aggressive team when it comes to fourth down. Those two big fourth down plays um in the game early on before the Dolphins made that comeback. I think there was one, I believe it was in the second quarter, where they had it at the goal line and they went for a fourth down instead of taking the points. Uh, I don't know if that would have mattered, but you know, that's a big that's really big because they came away empty, the Ravens and uh, the Dolphins. And now Dolphins didn't take advantage of it at the time. But you know, those are big plays that you know really could have changed changed everything about the game. Really could have. Um, so I looked to that. You know, I, I think the bottom line is Ravens blew it, and. It's something that if you're Baltimore, you really need to regroup and think about. John Harbaugh has to get his guys together and just move past it. But how can you move past it when, you know, it was a bad loss? It's just a really bad loss. Pashman. Yeah, great comeback for the Dolphins. Like you we, you guys were talking about it, two or six touchdowns, you know, outscored the Ravens 28-3 to three in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. You know, Tua had four touchdowns and – he had five five touchdowns in the second half, four coming in the fourth quarter as well. Yeah, it was like two. It was the as as we say, it was two a time for two a Tilo two a two a. I gonna work on pronouncing your T- last tongue name. Tongo Vailoa. Tongo Vailoa. It's a tongue tongue twister for me to say because my brain doesn't. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a it it's a tongue twister for me. 
it's a tongue twister for me because my brain doesn't process stuff for obvious reasons. But for Tua, I'm happy for you. Great win by the Dolphins. Essentially, essentially, it's been a great week for the AFC East right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the, the Patriots Bills are winning. Bills are winning. Bills are winning at halftime. Jets win. Jets won. Dolphins won. Good. To- great win for the Dolphins. They needed that confidence booster. Are we going to keep calling them uh, the AFC least, or is that going to change soon? Uh, I mean that. Let's see how the Jets and the Patriots do, because right now the Dolphins are red hot. The Bills, they seem like they're on their way to something. So you was gonna have to see. But as of right now, like I wouldn't necessarily, you know, count on that. But time will tell. Time will tell. It's only two weeks into the season. And time will tell what will we be calling the AFC East will come mid midpoint midseason we'll see what what we can call them that yeah the jets won't be involved i'll tell you that much never say never daniel <laughs> you never know my friend hey, you never hey, know hey l- listen to me listen to me okay we're listening to you daniel. i believe but at the same time i have to see it i won't fully believe until i see it but right now i can dream i'll have the dream in my head I can go, oh my God, what what if the Jets do this? What if the Jets do that? Maybe they can be fighting. Man is manifested. I have to see it in order to fully, fully, fully grasp and believe it. Agreed. No, that's how I feel about the Giants, too. Like, I'm seeing it, but it, are we going to, you know, is this going to be like our first two wins and then the rest of the season is just going to be a downhill spiral? Or I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Sunday Night Football, Pashman. Ah, just like last year, you know, when we get blown out by the Saints, it, it as the old saying goes for Mr. Rogers, R-E-L-A-X, relax, it's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. And granted, we face the Chicago Bears, our, the little brother of the NFC North will go right now because there's some hope for the Lions. And Minnesota's you no know, in the months of their Monday night game right now, but we'll we'll go the little brother of the NFC North for the Bears this week. Easy peasy win, twenty-seven to ten. A little shaky in the beginning, but Packers finally took care of business. Twenty-seven to ten win. Rodgers nineteen of twenty-five, two thirty-four, two TDs. Aaron Jones show with the run game, fifteen carries, one hundred and thirty-two yards one touchdown and 38 yards receiving one touchdown Packers. I have no complaints this week receiving game, little, little complaint receiving the receivers still got to get their SHIT together a little bit. Sammy Watkins look good. You granted, you know, we use Jones as a receiver here and there. You got Dylan, but you know, Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson still have to, wake up and smell the roses a little bit to help Rodgers out. Because if those two guys can figure it out, I believe the Packers are going to be absolutely fine mid-season going into the back end of the season. It's just the receiving game has to be worked on, and I wish we would go out and get a wide receiver that's in free agency. I wouldn't mind signing Odell Beckham and waiting till he's healthy to come back later in the season. But that's a pipe dream in my opinion. But 
overall, I'm happy with this Packers wins because it erases last week's debacle. Yeah. Of the game. And, and de- definitely um, for Matt LaFour, a better coach game for sure. Guys were in line. Rodgers had a better game. He seemed more yeah, confident. Deep yeah, you know, more confident. Like it, it's, it was just growing pains in week one against a Vikings team. You know, you know that they, that we're also trying to figure out, and the, mm-hmm. the Packers were able to figure out in week two. Hopefully, it just continues to go up. Hopefully, on the straight path to week three, and you know, in this game, you saw Lafer making gutsy play calls, and they were paying off. You see Rodgers just playing the sideline. That's all you. You did it. Good, good call. It's great. It's great to see Rodgers have a, you know, I was, he was skeptical. I think he was skeptical of LaFour coming in when McCarthy left and those two actually found it out and clicked. And now they're like, buddy, buddy, best friends. <laughs> because, because LaFour will let Rodgers call plays when the time, when Rodgers knows when to call a play, he's oh, not absolutely. afraid to let him do it. Cause remember, and, what but, do we always say about Mr. Rodgers? In the words of Stephen A. Smith, he's a bad man. Yes. Another bad man right now that plays in the Bronx is Aaron Judge. Okay, so we're moving from the gridiron to the diamond. Right to the diamond because this bad man is two home runs away from that nobody thought could be broken in the AL. Boys, we're near the end of the season. Is it going to happen? I think he'll, it's gonna happen. He'll he'll break sixty one. He's gonna hit six, at least sixty two. Um, I, I think the the record overall MLB record in general. I think that, that's gonna stay that, with Bonds. That's it's, not gonna happen. It's a t- unless he hits a home run every game for like the next God knows how much. And if he it's, does, God bless him. Yeah. Uh, but no, I I think Aaron Judge, um, will definitely get sixty two or more. And I'm going to be happy for Judge. Judge is he's an amazing ball player. He deserves to do this. And look, let's be honest. You know, I'm sure they test players throughout the league, throughout the season. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, this is clean. And he's doing it with class. So, Bill, for right now, we can, you know, flex a little bit and say we don't have a cheater that's going to have a home run record. Yeah, because Roger, because I think it was um okay. Judge said that Bonds is the all time leader, and yeah, yes, and, he is, and, he, but, and he is. But you know what, Roger Roger Maris's son said, "No, if you break it, you have the record." You know what i I also I admire about um Roger Maris's Roger Maris Jr. Roger Maris's son is actually rooting for Aaron Judge, right. Just like just like Rudy from McGuire, yeah. Because back in because back when Maris was chasing Ruth's record back in 1961, let's just say Mrs. Ruth, Babe's widow, was not exactly rooting for Roger. Uh And neither was Ford Frick, who was the commissioner at the time, and that's why they made that special rule that if you break it after 154 games, it will be considered a separate record. But, um, oh, yeah, because yeah, well, when you it's it's a it's um it's a um yin and yang situation because you know records are set you know records way back then were set and when seasons were shorter when season yeah, when games are added. But the, here's the thing. Go ahead, babe. 
Roger Maris did it in fewer at-bats than Babe Ruth did. Un- understandable, but I want, once again, I'm, I was trying to say is records, you know, when records are set, you should, my, my mom puts it this way. If you break the record, you have to do it in the exact same amount of games or fewer. Yeah. Yes. That record was set. You know, he didn't fear at bats, but once again, you know, that's how a record should be set. If MLB decides to add 20 more games and then so- someone goes out and hits 80, 80 home runs in the season, that should be, that's a new separate record where, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. You beat Bonds' record, but you did it more. You did it in more games. Like you were given more games to go break a record. That's that's not being a record. That's setting a new record. But Reg, do you think Patch makes a point or a little bit though? I think MLB changed the rules a long time ago, and I think those records yeah. now now count. So it yeah, doesn't matter. But I, I see what Patch is saying. I, I do see what Patch is saying. Now, of course, Judge does have more home runs through this many games than Maris does, you know, at the time, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm talking yes, about? Yes. So in a way, you know, Judge's pace is actually better than Maris's was. Um but but I see what Pat's saying. He's not he's not wrong. Pat is not wrong. Um sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> He's wrong sometimes. No, no, no. But he's not wrong here. He, he makes a great point. He does make a great point. I, I think in order for the record to be as true as possible, you have to do it in a certain amount of time. And it, it, it makes sense. It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. If you if it's if it's set at the 162 game season, game season, you have 162 games to break the record. Once again, mm-hmm. if MLB adds. We'll go, we'll go five games. If they go to 100, well, actually, we'll even out 170. We'll go 170 games, and then you go out and hit 62 home runs or 74, for lack of a better term. You go out and 74, set, set the new MLB record in a season. Okay, Bonds', Bonds record stays at 162. The new record now for 170-game season is this first person to do it. That's the new yeah. record. Granted, if it's not 73, we'll go 50 home runs. They hit a 50. AL person hits a 50 home run, has a 50 home run season. That's new record set at the 170 game season. Yeah. And yeah. if MLB reverts back to 162, the record then, you know, is whoever at Bonds at 73, because now someone has 162 games to go out and break that record. Yeah. yeah. I got to, here's the big question. And I know we've asked, we, we've talked about this like 6,387 times. Um, it might just be you. Ignoring that. Um, <laughs> see, I know how to get back with you. Get back at you, dude. See? I, um, I can I can dish it back any day, my friend. I'm not afraid. But anyway, do you think if he breaks the record, and also, he's second in batting average right now. And, and he's he, a good hitter. He's a good he hitter, yeah. home runs and RBIs. I'm not saying it's 100% going to happen, but it's a possibility that judge can win the triple crown. Like I'm not saying it's a hundred percent going to happen. Uh, I, right now, I just want the Yankees to win games. I'm, I'm not some... saying it's a hundred percent going to happen, but yeah, yeah. Right now, right now, I I, 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 I want the Yankees to win games. Judge breaks record or wins triple crown, whatever. Fine. 
just win win games. No, I'm with if, you on that. If one, his play, wanna... if his play wins games, that's all that matters to me at this point. Because I want to ask you this: if he breaks the record, if he gets the triple crown, I think, and we've talked about this a bunch of times, Cashman Steinbrenner say, "All right, Aaron, we'll give you whatever you want." I, it, 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 that's gonna it remains, man. I don't know if they're willing to put up that much money. Because San Francisco is looking at Judge. They say we're gonna have a and busy offseason. And if San Francisco wants him, they're willing to we'll give pay it to him. him everything. They're gonna give it to him by all means, man. I just don't know. I think I think the Stein brothers, based on the track record that we've seen ever since the passing of George and the way Hal runs his business. I don't see it happening. I just don't. So they're going to have to find a way on a shorter deal to get it done. If the two sides cannot get anything done on a shorter deal, then it's a disaster for both the Yankees and Aaron Judge because they deserve each other. And Aaron Judge wants to be in New York. So make it happen. Yeah, because if if he if they don't do that, He's going to he's going way to San Francisco, just like that he'll girl San, I met last week at the Yankee hey, game. Yeah, he'll go to San Francisco. He's going away to San Francisco. Hey, hey, if Steve Cohen wants to do it, he'll go to Queens. He'll go to the other side of the city, man. And, and like there's nothing we can do about it. And if that so, happens, no, like, it'll be it'll be terrible. It'll be and terrible if that happens, I will be pissed at Cashman. I will be pissed at Steinbrenner. Like because and you know Sox. what? And I think you said it perfectly, Brad. Oh. You said it absolutely perfectly when you said the way Hal runs his business. Because when George was in charge, it you would have said the way he runs his team. Uh-huh. Uh, correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. I'll yeah, I, 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 I yeah, go for it. Keep saying, keep, again, keep he's running this like a business because. Back when he took over things in like 2009, it's like, is money an object? He goes, yeah, money is an object. Again, and I've said this a million times. When George was around, I guarantee you, he would give Aaron Judge the whole freaking house if he had to. <laughs> because he knew how to build teams. And listen, Judge breaks the record. Judge wins the crown. Or, or one of the two things, or even not. This guy is the face of your franchise. This guy is basically at times the only one who produces. So you better, Hal Steinbrenner, if you are listening to this, and I know you are, and you too, Cashman, you better pony up. You better pony up because this guy is keeping your team relevant here. So, and I also want to ask on a lighter note, guys, is Judge going to break the record this week? I think so. I, uh, I get a, I'll give it a sixty percent chance. Okay, I'm gonna say by Saturday, Reg, would you take the over or under? Or Saturday? I think I think he does it before. Okay, so you'll take the you take the under patch Saturday over or under. I'm taking the under. I'm, I'm gonna say by Thursday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so uh, this week uh, here uh, actually just mainly me and I'm sure Reg and. The other Yankee fans we have on this network, we're basically on Judge Watch this week, aren't we, Reg? I'm, I'm, on, I'm not on. I'm not on Judge Watch. I'm on Pujols Watch all week. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm I, on I, can, Pujols I, Watch. I, I can. I can. No, 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 no offense to Aaron Judge. That you know what? Yes, Maris's records has stood the test of time, but 
there's an elusive club that Pujols can join that only has oh, four absolutely. members in it. Three and, members. And, no, no, Pujols, and, and, if Pujols gets to 700, good for him. Because I really do like Albuquerque. And he is so close. He is so close. He is so close. What's he at, 697 or 698? 698. He had 698 on Saturday. Yeah. So two more. It was, a, it was a nice shot, too. Nice home run, too. Yeah. Okay, so we're going to be on both Matt, on both Judge and Pujols watch. For sure. Actually, I want to state a fact. I think I said way in the beginning of the season that Pujols had a shot at 700. Yeah. Look at what happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't I, – based on – how he started the season. I didn't think he would do it, but hey, you got to give credit where credit is. He wants you it know bad. What? He you wants know what? it bad. You know what? I think the baseball gods have something special for Mr. Pujols yeah. because we don't see, we like I say, three people are in that exclusive 700 club. Babe Ruth, mm-hmm. Hank Aaron, Mr. Barry Bonds. And I think, and you know what? Three... There is a hard debate that two of the three people that are in the 700 club did it the right way. We'll go with one, with one being an iffy, but pool pools can probably make it three or four that have done it the right way and not, and maybe not the iffy way we'll go. I'm not going to go allegations on anything, but we don't judge here. We don't judge here. No, no pun intended. Like I say, I'm no offense, Aaron judge. I'm more on Albert Pujols watch. Once Pujols does it and Aaron Judge hasn't done it, then I'll go on Aaron Judge watch. But right now, I'm more on the Pujols train. How Pujols funny watch. would it be if they if they did it on like the same day? That'd be hilarious. That that would be a sports. That would be a that would be a good MLB history fact forever. Yep. One joint one one breaks the home run record for the AL, and then one joins the 700 club. Yeah, good day. That that would be an interesting day. Very very yes. interesting day. And but, you know what? But, Go ahead, Bill. And you know what would be very – you know what I would actually kind of like to see if Judge does it against the Red Sox? Not not because I'm a Yankee fan and want to flex on Boston, but Maris did it against the Red Sox as well. He hmm. broke Luke's record while playing the Red Sox. How interesting would that be if that happened? Oh, well, when do the Yankees play the Red Sox again? This week. Well, when during this week? Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe I mean, maybe the baseball gods will be nice to them. Yeah, Danny so boy, I, take care. I know I know you gotta get ready for work. Yeah, I'll yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I wish I could talk about long. I know you guys were gonna uh, intro this, but congratulations to Vegas Aces for winning. Peace out. Yes. The, yeah, peace out. That well, well, that's how we'll we'll close the show. We'll close the show with that. Reno. The not the Reno Aces that that's the minor minor league baseball team. The Las Vegas Aces win their first WNBA title uh, with re- rookie head coach Becky Hammond, seventy-eight to seventy-one over the Connecticut Sun. Uh, Connecticut Sun, yeah, the Connecticut Suns. I can't speak tonight in Game Four. So shout out to the Aces for winning their first WNBA title. Check out shout out again to Becky Hammond. Ricky head coach wins the first name wins the title for wins her title and a debut as a head coach, not debut as head coach as a first year head coach and also brings the first title to the team. She's coaching. So awesome. So congratulations, ladies. Congratulations, ladies. Job well done. WNBA season over into the off season to return in the spring. So yay. Good for them. 
Good for the good Vegas for them. Team. You know what? I bet I bet it was a great season. I wish I had time to watch more, but you know, the busy life of running a network sometimes is tough to watch every sports imaginable. So we'll close it with that. Once again, thank you for joining us for Game 10, top of the fourth. Make sure you go follow us on all the social medias, Facebook, Twitter. Go to the website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork.com. For more about the network, more about us, learn history about this podcast and the network. For playing strange automobiles, as Mike Rifkin would say, and also for content you really don't want to see, go to www.onlyfans.com backslash Nathan Moser for content you really, really, really don't want to see. <laughs> we always got to do that. Never gets old. That joke will never get old. That's the shameless plug. Well, we, we love you, that. Moser. We do. We Moser, we love you. We hope you're feeling better. Um, we know you've had some problems with sheets, so you probably had some of the, um, you know, what word I'm trying to use here, but I'm not going to do it because As we're my people pod. would say the shites. The shites. You know, you you had the sheets because of the sheets. So, so you know what? We hope you feel better. Um, yeah, once again. We wish you well. Once again, this is the end of game 10. Not the end of game 10. The end of the top of the fourth of game 10. For Danny Boy Reginald, as he says, peace, love, and fried chicken. Bill? I'm Bill Corpus Crispy Murphy. Stay safe and take care. And then the immortal words of our dear friend, Mike Rifkin, namaste. Namaste. And say goodnight to your mama. Mama loves you. Say goodnight to your papa. Your papa loves you. More blogs about the NFL season going on. People probably got more stuff they want to talk about. If Aaron Judge breaks Maris's record, we'll have an article for that. Bill, you're in charge of that. I'm giving you that job right now. You will be seeing a vlog if that happens. Vlog, A vlog will happen, and I'm sure there will be coverage on the 700th home run if Albert Pujols is to do it. If he does, it, got- if he does it, I'll do, I'll, I'll do one, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know what? Uh, whoever... What you know? What it, it when it was discussed, if the seven hundredth is hit, whoever gets to it first gets the priority. Okay. But once again, you know what? It, if if Pools does it, if everyone wants to do a seven hundredth vlog and blog, I'm all for that as well. That's plenty of content for our network website. So check that out when it happens. So we'll see you later this week. Bye, guys. Bye, bye. What's going on, everyone? Lawrence Patchman Lang here president of the Sports Insanity Network, just reminding you to go to our website, www.thesportsinsanitynetwork, where you can read everyone's blogs here on the network and also find about the history of the Sports Insanity Network.